0: An arrest in the house explosion in San Francisco's Sunset District, what police believe the suspect may have been doing before one house was destroyed and several others were damaged. And that same explosion is now linked to a hazmat situation miles away near the Daly City BART station, how the two cases are connected. A line around the block at an Oakland bakery owned by a woman killed after a violent robbery. Why, her friends say, she would not have wanted her attackers to go to prison. Good morning, it is Saturday, February 11th. I'm Devin Fiedel. Let's start with a quick check of our weather. The first alert meteorologist, Paul Hagen. Some scattered showers out there this morning with the latest storm system almost directly overhead to start the day, but it's been following a path that doesn't give it access to a whole lot of moisture, so the showers are scattered, and they're fairly light overall. They're going to come to an end as the system slides down to the south. Dry, warmer conditions tomorrow for the second half of the weekend. Rain chances really do diminish as we head through the rest of today, and we should be dry as we head into the afternoon, but still on the cool side, with highs only in the mid to upper 50s, a few degrees below average, but it's back to the 60s tomorrow. Well, we begin this morning with a developing story in San Francisco. Police have arrested a man after a home exploded on Thursday in the Sunset District, killing one of the people living there. Now, the Chronicle reports that investigators found evidence that there was an illegal drug lab inside of that house. However, the official cause of the blast remains under investigation. Police did arrest 53-year-old Darren Price yesterday afternoon on Newhall Street. He's now booked for manslaughter, manufacturing narcotics, and child endangerment two homes have been declared a complete loss. Wilson Walker got a look inside one of the badly damaged homes, but first, Betty Yu speaks with neighbors trying to make sense of what happened there on Thursday.
1: Yeah, that that part's uh, the the, uh, ceiling uh, in the living room.
2: Michael Mason showed us his childhood home, which is still owned by his grandparents. Their tenant lives right next door to the home that exploded Thursday. The explosion and fire killed one woman and injured two people, including a firefighter. The tenant wasn't home at the time, but like many neighbors, today they're dealing with catastrophic damages and repairs as questions linger.
1: I saw the canisters last night on the news like, with pictures of it posted from one of the other residents in the area. And it, I mean, obviously, there was something going on there that wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't something that I'd recommend doing in a residential neighborhood. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we saw FBI, DEA, you know, everyone out here yesterday kind of uh, researching it. So there was something and, uh, you know, it's yeah, just horrible.
2: PGE said its crews have not found any gas leaks as that fire said federal partners are assisting in this investigation.
0: So we, we are hearing the rumors just like you're hearing the rumors. What's important for us is to look at the facts. Everybody saw the tanks coming out of the house. This is definitely something that's unusual to see come out of an actual residential structure fire of any fire in any location.
2: Michael said his tenant didn't notice any red flags about the residents next door.
1: No, I I mean, he never said anything to us. And to my knowledge, it wasn't suspicious. I mean, um, what do they say? Hiding in plain sight, right?
2: This homeowner two doors down said her son who lives at the property didn't know much about his neighbors. It's San Francisco. It's a city and you don't really get to know the people around you. It's not like you live in a big apartment building where you might get to know your neighbors. It seems to be that there weren't any unusual comings and goings in the house. Yeah, yeah. The power of the blast is evident up and down the block. It blew this door right off its hinges at a home across the street, and it shattered multiple windows.
1: The house that I grew up in just to f- just in shreds just soot and uh, you know debris everywhere so it's just um, yeah it's it's hard
0: now some people living next door to that explosion lost virtually everything Wilson Walker got a look inside one of the neighboring homes if you can
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. The firemen were able to take me to the back of the house, downstairs, to grab the coats. Just one look at the inside of Karen Lay's house, and it's clear life is not going to be the same after the blast. At least not for a while. I, I guess you need to see it, but it's, it's red tag, so for sure it's, it's, it, the house is is in a bad shape that not livable anymore.
1: We don't have all this time. Where's your plastic bag? Here, putting it back backpack.
2: Today, Karen and her family had one job, basically all they had time to do, get their stuff out of their home as quickly as they could and leave. They had no idea when they'd be able to come back. Their bathtub was filled to the brim with wood and debris. So was their bathroom sink. The explosion, which happened immediately next door, was so strong, it knocked out their ceiling. The wallpaper limp and hanging off the walls. The blast ripped a hole in the drywall of their bedroom. No part of their house was untouched.
0: That was Sarah Donchi reporting. The investigation into the explosion also led to a day long has been situation in Daly City. A white van carrying evidence from the house had to pull over. Firefighters say the canisters in the back of that truck may have started leaking. Now, we were there yesterday morning when firefighters loaded gas cylinders and a blue barrel into that van around 9 a.m while en route to the evidence storage area, the driver noticed something wrong. One of the items that was being transported started to hiss. The driver of the vehicle pulled over called 911, which initiated a hazmat response for a substance within one of the cylinders collected for evidence the intersection of John Daly and Unipero, Serra Boulevards had to be closed off. Hazmat crews came in and the police bomb squad deployed a robot. Eventually, they managed to cap that leak. Now, the situation also made a mess of the Friday morning commute on board. Service between the Balboa Park, Colmont, and Daly City stations was shut down until about 2 in the afternoon. The streets were reopened later and the van safely reached the evidence storage area. In other news, the man charged in the Half Moon Bay Massacre appeared in court yesterday before a San Mateo County judge. During the hearing, the judge considered a gag order and other media restrictions in that case. Now, the accused killer, Chung Lee Zhao, sat in a courtroom in an orange jumpsuit and appeared to sob, grabbing a tissue to dab his eyes. At one point, the judge allowed for a break in the proceedings. Then she ruled in favor of a gag order to stop attorneys from speaking to the press. The suspect is being held on seven counts of murder and one of attempted murder for the shooting rampage. It happened back on January 23rd, allegedly targeting co-workers at two mushroom farms in Hapmoon Bay. A benefit concert to help those affected by the shooting is planned for tonight. Now, the proceeds will go to local nonprofits helping farm workers. That event is at the Oddfellows Hall. It starts at 7 o'clock. The tickets are $40. San Francisco is saying goodbye to a man known as the mayor of the Bayview Hunters Point. Charlie Walter died late last month at the age of 89. Yesterday, family and friends and admirers turned out to pay their respects to the Bay Area trailblazer. His granddaughter spoke about his influence, about why his influence stretched far beyond the black community.
1: And to see your community come out in this fashion uh, to support you, and not even just the black community when you fight for minority contracting you fighting for all people of color, the asian community latino community if it wasn't for him chaining up those trucks uh at bart sites and all of that like a lot of people wouldn't have this the public contracts that they have for him so it's honored to um as we prepare to send him home the right way not not only this way but the right way um it's just a glorious occasion
0: Walker led an effort to clean up Stinson Beach after an oil spill in 1971 he also became a successful entrepreneur and fought racial discrimination in the construction industry. The celebration of life continued last night with a cocktail reception at Cafe Envy. There was a line out of the door on Friday at a bakery in Oakland that lost its owner to violence. Gin Angel died on Thursday night when she was taken off of life support. She was the victim of a violent robbery earlier this week. Her friends shared these photos of her and say they're just overwhelmed by all of the support. They also said that she would not want her attackers to go to prison. We know that as horrifying as a crime that Jen was um,
2: a victim to, that she would want to see us looking to transformative justice, to healing,
0: um, rather than having her murder used to call for more policing in prisons. Well, so far, there have been no arrests in that deadly attack. Friends of Jen Angel are raising money for her family and partner and are working to keep the bakery open.